Yo, what's up? Before we get started here today, I just want to make sure that you are aware of JimmyPodcastWorld.com. That is JimmyPodcastWorld.com. In JimmyPodcastWorld.com, you can check out a lot of things. We have merchandise there that we have stuff for sale. Help support the program that way. What other ways can you help support the program? Are you an Amazon a buyer? I know you are. Are you an Amazon Prime person? If not, you should be. And if you are, great. One thing you can do to help support this program is click that Amazon banner. When you click that Amazon banner and you go through there, they kick a couple pennies our way. Um, I can't tell you how crucial uh, Amazon Prime has been for me personally and also as far as getting this podcast up and running. So please check out Amazon Prime or please be an Amazon Prime member, Amazon.com. Uh, uh, click our banner to help us out. A lot of people ask how they can support the program. That's one of the ways. Another way that you can help support the program, if you're listening through this on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, all of those places have shareable links. Share that out. When you're listening to the podcast, click, uh, it's usually the little three dots. Click the little three dots and share that out with everyone. Uh, on uh, JimmyPodcastWorld.com, we have pictures uh, of recent podcasts that we've done. Uh, you can click through those. Uh, we have a blog on there. Uh, we'll be updating that soon. We have a live Twitter feed on there as well. Uh, you'll be able to check out Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, as I mentioned, Facebook, um, all the social media accounts that I'm on. Twitch is on there as well. That's right. We're on Twitch, baby. Uh, check that out. Thank you for the love and support. Um, without further ado, give me sports. Give me tacos. Give me the world. The Jimmy Podcast World. Yo, what's up? Uh, Jimmy Podcast World MMA, JPW MMA. We are back. And um, take a little sip of my tea here. This is a, I'm uh, doing a couple of podcasts here. Um, ended up going, um, ended up going back to back, uh, today, uh, to, to cover a podcast. The first podcast I covered was, um, on, um, Jordan, the last dance and the bulls and stuff like that. And now I'm here going back to back again. So I'm going back to back. Um, this is, uh. This is, I think, this is probably as one of those things where I feel it should be a lot bigger than 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 uh, than it than it is currently. Um, this is the pay per view that was supposed to take place April eighteenth. It was supposed to be Habib Nurmagomedov versus Tony Ferguson. That didn't happen. Thank you for reminding me of that. Go on with the chlorophyll. Um. Yeah, this was supposed to be this was supposed to be that. We were supposed to have that then. Um a lot of stuff happened since then. Fight Island. On um Indian Native American land. Uh if Elon could get the UFC to Mars, they probably would have had it there. Amidst all this COVID nineteen stuff. There's an island being built. 
I think between here in Canada, in the Michigan area, on the Canada side, I think that's where they're building it. Not 100% sure. Um, there's a lot that's happened in, in since the last time we we um, came together for uh, MMA podcast. Um, one of the big announcements. Um, oh, and really quick, I want to send out a quick shout out to uh, the one of the loves of my life. Um, my reason for really giving this a go for working for everything I do. Um, uh, today is, uh, my daughter is, uh, eight months. Um, and, um, I just want to send a quick shout out to my daughter, Ariane Beatriz. Uh, daddy loves you. Uh, she's currently at the in-laws house. Daddy misses you. Um, I am here doing this thing, uh, doing, um, these uh, back to back podcasts. I could go ahead and post them out. The people want them. You know, they want. They want it back to back. That's what the people want. So that's what, you know, I'm giving that to the people and we'll be hanging out uh, all day tomorrow. She'll be sitting with daddy as we're watching UFC 249. Um, that's one of the big announcements. The other one is your boy, Jimmy Podcast World, Jimmy Podcast World MMA, received an email, a media press conference invite to be a part of the press covering the media conference call for UFC 249. And be able to attend the phone call and ask questions potentially and be on the call with the likes of ESPN and other MMA uh, outlets. That was really cool. Um, I actually almost didn't attend. I had gotten like a couple of emails days before saying, hey, uh, do you want to be part of this? Uh, here's how you dial. Here's the, uh, the ID to get in and stuff like that. And um, and no, I, I I didn't look at it till the day of actually that morning. Um, that was cool. Um, I am trying to get credentialed by the UFC to attend events, so I am in their system as you know someone that's trying to get credentialed, uh, that wants to cover uh, the events. Um, probably the reason why I got that invite, but it was really cool. Um, I didn't get asked questions. I was pretty realistic. I had posted this on some of the social media accounts. I was pretty realistic that I wasn't gonna get an opportunity to to ask questions um i know that there's some heavy hitters in there and 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 there might be some hierarchy and stuff like that so uh it was an honor to be a part of it i look forward to uh, hopefully getting more invites hopefully being more a part of it uh being able to be a familiar name and face and voice and uh continue to do my thing um i i don't know what's happening in january but i had already asked for two weeks off work um, one of the weeks I wanted to go to uh, Las Vegas and attend International Fight Week. Um, 
I don't know if that's still happening. Um, hopefully, I, I don't even know if I'd even go. But, um, yeah, it was it was super cool, man. Uh, it was it was super cool to be a part of that. Uh, super cool to get that invite. Uh, you know, a lot of people asked me if there was anything that really stood out. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there really was anything that like stood out. Um, you know, both of the both Henry Cejudo and Dominic Cruz, and then um, in uh, Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje. They all had, you know, mutual respect for each other, but then also kind of threw a couple jabs. You know, uh, this should be two good fights. Uh, to 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 say that the fight card is stacked with a bunch of monsters is is an understatement. Uh, it is going to be great. Um, but there is a lot to cover on this event. Um, and... One of the things uh, that is off the gate uh, is that Jacare Sosa uh, is um, not fighting, will not be fighting, will not be taking part in any part of UFC 249. Uh, Jacare Sosa uh, tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, he had a bout scheduled with Uriah Hall. Uh, I was looking forward to that. I thought that that could be something that would be uh, a potential fight of the night candidate. Um, it is unfortunate. Um, but these are the steps that the UFC has taken, uh, to ensure, uh, everyone that's involved is safe, healthy, and isn't spreading anything. Uh, I feel like these fights should be, I applaud the UFC and Dana White for, for having this event go on and giving us something to watch tomorrow, uh, Saturday. Um, I feel like a bigger deal should be made of this. A major sport. The UFC is a major sport. And it it, it should be talked about. Uh, and sh- the world should take notice. Um, the UFC did release a statement, though, with uh, in regards to Jacare Sosa. Um, testing positive for coronavirus. Um, UFC statements reads as follows. The middleweight bout between Uriah Hall versus Jacare Sosa will no longer be on the UFC 249 prelim card due to one of Sosa's COVID-19 uh, tests indicating a positive result. In addition, COVID-19 tests for Sosa, two cornermen were also flagged as positive. UFC medical team examined Sosa and his two cornermen and found that uh, th- them to be currently asymptomatic or not exhibiting common symptoms of COVID-19. As per UFC's health and safety protocols, all three men have left the host hotel and will be self-isolating off-premises where the UFC medical team will monitor their conditions remotely and will provide assistance with necessary treatments uh, for their arrival earlier in the week until their departure today. Sosa and his cornerman followed UFC health and safety protocols, including practicing social distancing, wearing personal protective equipment and self-isolating whenever possible. There have been no other positive COVID-19 tests reported from the remaining athletes participating in UFC 249. The response of the development is indicative of the effectiveness of the health and safety measures UFC has put in place for this event, Saturday UFC 249 card, which airs live, pay-per-view, and is headlined by a battle of interim lightweights titles between number one ranked light heavyweight contender Tony Ferguson and number four ranked Justin Gaethje, which will proceed as scheduled with 11 bouts. So there is uh, there's that statement from the UFC 
And as mentioned before, I uh, I, I had the statement. I didn't read it. I know the statement was there. Um, I didn't read it ahead of time because I would get to it and it would have the information. But as I mentioned, um, it, it showed the, the effectiveness uh, and uh, very indicative of the measures that the UFC has gone um, to ensure that this event is one where the athletes enter the arena and the octagon healthy and leave the octagon and the arena healthy. Uh, Ariel Hawani and uh, Daniel Cormier um, were talking about uh, some of Daniel Cormier's uh, measures that he has to do. He's got to get tested when he gets there and then tested when he leaves, and he will be there, I think, for all three uh, events. They're having an event Saturday. That'll be a pay-per-view, and then they're having an event uh, Wednesday. One of those is on ESPN Plus or ESPN, uh, and then there are also another event on Saturday. So two fight nights, one, one uh, so there's a pay-per-view tomorrow. There's a fight night on Wednesday and a fight night on Saturday, all taking place in uh, Jacksonville. Uh, they have deemed um, sports to be essential uh, without uh, having a crowd uh, there. So UFC took advantage of that. And good, uh, thank goodness for that. Um, so, yeah, um, sucks, you know, uh, they're, they're asymptomatic. They're not feeling the symptoms, uh, but uh, it's terrible um, that, you know, I was looking forward to that bout. I was, I was really looking forward to that bout, but, you know, obviously the safety of the athletes uh, is first and foremost um, the um, other thing to note is that um, Jeremy Stevens, uh, Jeremy Stevens missed weight. Uh, he didn't miss weight by a pound or anything like that. Um, he missed weight by four and a half pounds, I believe. Um, uh, Cutter weighed in at 146 pounds, and um, Jeremy Stevens came in at 150 and a half. Uh, you you know it's it's not good. Depend it doesn't matter on the combat sport, right? Boxing, MMA. Um, boxing, MMA doesn't matter. Um, it, it it doesn't matter on the sport. Um, when you are naked and they have to, you know, put up a tent or put up a a barrier of some kind so that you can get naked. Uh, it shows that you are definitely in trouble. Um, you know, there, I feel like there should be punishment. I feel like there should be punishment for missing weight and not missing weight by like a pound, pound and a half, maybe two. I don't know what the cutoff is. I am not involved in MMA other than, than talking about it on this mic. Um but I haven't been the fighter or you know don't belong to an organization, uh promoter or anything like that. Whatever they determine is a cutoff for damn you missed that much weight. That's called four and a half pounds five because that's what it is. Um I think that they, they are penalized, right? They, uh, uh, Stevens is giving up like 30% of his purse uh, to um, to his opponent, Cutter. 
But um, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's enough. Um, I I am curious as to what determines thirty percent. Um, if it's like, well, he was under five pounds, so that's thirty percent. If he's over five pounds, that's sixty percent. I don't know. I don't know how that works, and it'd be great to find that out. And I don't know where thirty percent takes uh, into account uh, certain things, but I would like to see something where whether a fight happens or not, you are now paying the other camp for for their time because each fighter pays their camp, right? Uh, you have you have your gym, your 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 head coach, your jujitsu and striking and so on coaches and and all these other fees. Uh, flying them all there and whatnot, uh, housing them, feeding them too. There, there should be an an account of all the stuff your your all your expenses while you're in training camp and you're going to the event. That uh, that is out of pocket. And then the the fighter that misses weight should pay that. And I don't know if thirty percent covers the other athlete because a lot of the a lot of the fighters will get like you know show money and win money, right? A lot of, uh, uh, you would hear often uh, that it's like thirty grand a show, thirty grand if you win, so sixty grand, or or some fighters have fifty grand if you show, fifty grand if you win, and show meaning showing up to the fight, making weight, and making it into the octagon. Regardless of that outcome, that, that fighter that missed weight should pay win money. A lot of fighters get their show money. I don't all do, but if they don't, if the UFC is not going to pay them show money, that should be on the other fighter then. Or the UFC should bill that to the other fighter. You're a goddamn professional. Four and a half pounds? I a sip a little bit of tequila, that Clase Azul stuff. Starting to get it more and more in tequilas. Wasn't really the biggest fan. Um, but Don Julio, 1942. Wow. If I could um, get uh, in tune with my inner uh, flavor, flav. Wow. That stuff is, as dare I say, the kids say, fire. Um. Plaza Azul is uh, in a white bottle. Um, and um, ah, it's good. I don't know. I don't think it's 120 good. Possibly a little bit more on the overrated side. I don't know. But anyways, um, yeah. Um, I think the fighter and maybe even a suspension. Beyond that of after they fight, they're suspended for like 30 days, 60 days because they broke a hand or whatever. Maybe it's customary to have a suspension. And I really hate when the UFC or any MMA organization says, oh, uh, Conor McGregor just beat the crap out of Cowboy Cerrone. And we'll get in touch. We'll talk about that here in a second, too. He beat the crap out of him. Uh, uh, McGregor is suspended for, for 60 days. It's like suspended. Let's talk about suspended. Uh, McGregor has been, you know, medically deemed, uh, 
not fit to fight or whatever. Something, some terminology that you could use that doesn't mean, you know, suspended. I kind of hate when they say, oh, they've been suspended. Um, um, in regards to that, uh, the, the, you know, the fight is on. Um, Stevens is suspending, is uh, giving up, you know, 30% of his, of his fight purse, which is, which is, um, which is fine. But I feel like there should be more. Um, I really feel like you should be a professional there. Um, and if you're going to miss weight, miss weight barely. Like, that's not missing weight. That's five pounds. That's in a lot of other combat sports. That's a different fight class. Um, uh, going back to um, the media press conference call that I was on for UFC 249, uh, it was cool. Um, there wasn't a whole lot there. Um, Henry Cejudo and Dominic Cruz a couple of jabs at each other. Henry Cejudo with his cringe, uh, cringy, uh, com, uh, you know, just comedy uh, personality. You know, it, <laughs> I fluctuate with him. Uh, there's times where I'm like, I like this guy. And then I'm like, damn, this is so annoying. Um, you got to have respect for him, right? Triple C, you know, a two-division champion, Olympic gold medalist. Uh, quickly establishing himself as one of the greatest 135-pounders uh, ever. Um, and he is fighting the greatest 135-pounder ever in the bantamweight. Um... And Dominic Cruz, uh, Dominic Cruz, uh, very brilliant on the mic when he's talking. When he's talking, when he's being an analyst, calling fights, I love him. Um, I, I still maintain that the best group is obviously Anik because he's um, play by play. Uh, but uh, Rogan and uh, DC are my favorites. Uh, next is probably uh, Dominic Cruz. Um, I would like to see them implement uh, a, a, a woman fighter somewhere in there. Uh, that would be pretty cool too, as well. I don't know who they could implement in there, but it would be great to see someone someone in there uh, from time to time. Um, there wasn't really anything that stood out. Um, me personally, I learned. I learned. I learned a lot. I gained more. I think I gained more personally than I, that I did anything else. Um, uh, the necessity to have multiple questions because I think we're all going to ask, um, I think we're all going to want to ask questions about uh, Habino Margamadoff, which uh, Tony Ferguson did not answer. Uh, he didn't answer any any uh, tiramisu or uh, Connor McNuggets or anything like that. Um, he probably had his sunglasses. Uh, we couldn't see them, obviously, but I'm pretty sure this dude had his sunglasses on. He has them in everything. The weigh-ins, uh, inside studios. Um, he's a little dentist, dude. Um, anyways, um, I learned more as far as having questions uh, ready, uh, multiple questions, uh, creative questions, digging a little deeper into their 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 training regimens and and how training camp went. <clears throat> Being more well versed in uh. In, in their fight camps and, and, and trainer names. Um, the other thing uh, also that I noticed was follow-ups. You have to be quick on your feet and, and think about these follow-ups because they're going to throw you 
curveballs. A lot of the times they're not answering your questions or you're not getting what you want from what they're saying. Um, so, so yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I, I will definitely look forward to being invited again. I look forward to doing that. Um, I, uh, will have definitely questions at the ready for all the people that, that will be on that conference call. Uh, they ended up splitting it up. It was a uh, first part was Henry Cejudo, Dominic Cruz. And the second part uh, was Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje. Uh, they all went about 30 minutes apiece. Uh, Henry Cejudo and Dominic Cruz went a little bit over. Um, and uh, Gaethje and Ferguson uh, went just a little under, I believe it might have gone like 25 minutes, 27 minutes or something like that. Um, but yeah, I think I, I, I gained more as far as m- what I need to be doing to to be ready if called upon to ask questions. Um, so yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, it was pretty awesome to, to be a part of that. Um, just a small baby step into establishing this podcast, myself, everyone that's, that's, in, that's involved with, you know, talking MMA on here, Rob and whatnot, uh, to get us to a point where we're, we're regularly interviewing people. Uh, and, uh, if anyone knows of any local things in Monterey County, San Jose area, where there's like, Local fights, local fighters. I don't know nothing more than to go there and watch and cover, and then also have those people on the podcast. Uh, ideally, I'd like them to come here uh, because I feel like this is an adequate space, and uh, everything that we would need would be at our disposal. Anything that would be requested is pretty much doable here. And um, yeah, uh, small baby steps to get to to bigger and better things. Um, um, it's, um, uh, it's a huge passion of mine and it's something that I love doing. Um, you know, somewhere around half of the podcasts that I've been doing have been MMA related. Uh, it is a, um, you know, it's, it's an area of interest that I love. Uh, it's one of two things that my family does for sure. Uh, watch UFC, watch uh, pro wrestling, um, MMA in general, not just UFC, but, um, yeah, so. It was pretty cool. I was glad, happy to be a part of that. Uh, it's terrible. Um, I'm glad the fight's still on, but, you know, Jeremy Stevens missed weight. Uh, Jack Grace also, that's pretty terrible as well. Um, but the fight moves on. Uh, it is a stat card from top to goddamn bottom. Uh, it is crazy, uh, crazy stacked. Um, as I mentioned, from top to bottom, the fight card is um, it's pretty sick. So we have Ryan Span, Sam Alvey, uh, Bryce Mitchell versus uh, Charles Rosa, Carla Esparza, Michelle. Karate Hottie Watterson, Fabricio Wardoom, Alexi Olenek, Vicente Luque, Anico Price, Anthony Pettis, Calvi Cerrone, uh, Greg Hardy, uh, Jorgon De Castro, uh, Calvin Cotter, Jeremy Stevens, that's still happening, Francis Ngannou, uh, Dair Rosenstruck, Rosenstrike, uh, he's being called different things. Uh, really wish we could zero in on what his name, how his last name is pronounced. Henry Cejudo, uh, one of two championship fights uh, versus Dominic Cruz uh, and Tony Ferguson 
uh, versus Justin Gaethje for the interim light heavyweight title or light heavyweight for the interim lightweight title. Uh, winner gets Habib. God knows when, if ever, with if Tony Ferguson wins this fight, which I think he will. I mentioned just a little bit ago that um, I would I would uh, touch on um, Cowboy Cerrone and uh, Conor McGregor again. Fight took place in January in uh, Conor McGregor fashion. Uh, he finished up Cowboy Cerrone in the first round. Quick. McGregor looked impressive. Uh, Cowboy Cerrone did not. couple of problems that I have with this. The first one being that I don't know if anyone remembers Stephen A. Smith coming on as soon as those fights were over for ESPN, right? And regardless how you feel about Stephen A. Smith, you got to understand that he is probably as high profile of a guy that there is at ESPN. He's uh, one of the lead guys on uh, First Take, has been through multiple um, co-stars, counterparts. Um, he is a very colorful, energetic, entertaining, uh, on-air personality for ESPN. Being a Cowboys fan, um, I received, you know, uh, my fair share of annoyance from him. But recently, the <clears throat> he's become that in annoyance. I don't find a lot of what he says too creative. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, him, the Eagles fan with one Super Bowl, talking to a team that has five. And sure, not recently, but five. A um, a team that Fox Sports will call the NFL when schedules are being made and said, how many Cowboys games are we getting and we want all of them? Nationally televised if possible, please. They don't do that for the Eagles, I promise you that. But he comes on and talks about MMA. Now, one thing that I will give ESPN and the UFC credit for in having Stephen A. Smith come on air after Cowboys Cerrone and Conor McGregor is that it brings more attention to the UFC. Having someone like Stephen A. Smith, there's a lot of people that are Stephen A. Smith fans out there. There's a lot of people that tune in to ESPN because of Stephen A. Smith, and it shows in how much they probably pay him. So I get that. I get that he brings more attention to it, right? Uh, there was a couple of different times where I've talked with people uh, who have questioned the accuracy or or have questioned Hollywood went away where like I mentioned like Blood Diamond is one of my favorite movies of all time. Ha uh, shout out to uh, Leonardo DiCaprio out there. Leo. Um, and they're like, oh, that's not the real story. No, it's not. But it, it, uh, it's bringing a lot of attention to it. And I hope a handful of people get educated on that, right? Um, they there was a movie. I think Scarlett Johansson was supposed to play it, where she was playing like a transgender, but she wasn't transgender, so there was a huge uproar about it. But I'm like, dude, 
she would bring more eyes to that than whoever else would be playing that, or just as much. So Stephen A. Smith is that type of thing, right? He will bring more eyes, more viewership. The rating will spike slightly because of him being on there. So I get that move. In a sense, I don't have a problem with him being on there. But his words on Cowboy Cerrone quitting have resurfaced because recently Cowboy Cerrone came out and said, I did not want to be a part of that night. I went into that event going like, damn, I want no part of this. I don't blame him. Conor McGregor's on the other side, ready to tear his head off. And the other disappointing thing about Cowboy Cerrone saying that is like, dude, you lost. Why would you even say something like that? You lost. If you felt like being there or not, you lost, bro. If you felt like being a part of that or not, you lost. So, why come out and say that now? By the way, cowboy, are you wanting to take part in UFC 249 versus Anthony Pettis? Let us know now. Man, I had... I. Still have some respect for Cowboy Cerrone. But some of it's gone away. Why Why would you come out and say that? The outcome of Conor McGregor winning that fight, I will tell you guys this, would have still been a Cowboy Cerrone loss that day. It would have still been a Conor McGregor victory. By the way, Cowboy, did you also um, not want to be there the other times you've had a high-profile fight? Cowboy is winless in high-profile fights. He cannot win the big one. We were mentioning the Cowboys, their inability to win the big one as of late. We mentioned quarterback Tony Romo can't win the big one. That is Cowboy Cerrone. Cannot, will not win the big one. Tomorrow necessarily isn't a big one for him. Uh, he, both fighters should look to win this. I don't know how much longer Anthony Pettis and Cowboy Cerrone will be featured on the main card. At best... They should both have great performances if they look to be uh, kept around. I thought that was pretty messed up. And you know what? The other part that, uh, that was upsetting was Eric Hawane being a, uh, coming to Stephen A. Smith's defense saying, oh, everyone owes him an apology. We don't owe him jack shit. We don't owe Cowboy Cerrone, or I'm sorry, not Cowboy Cerrone, we don't know Stephen A. Smith jack shit. It is not his place to say someone quit. If he said, oh, someone didn't show up, it was just wasn't their night. And if he wanted to impress us and say, whenever it's a big fight and the lights shine the brightest, 
Cowboy Cerrone is nowhere to be found, then that I would take. So often, Ariel on his show will say, oh, it's not my place to say when someone should retire. Uh, You probably should. Maybe some of these fighters will probably listen when they need to. So, yeah, I was pretty upset, man. Uh, Pretty upset that Cowboy said that. Um, You know, kind of not liking that Ariel came to his uh, co-worker's defense. Um, Yeah, man, that's unfortunate. Um, I hope it's a good fight. I still like both guys. You know, I, 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 I cheer them on every time they fight. So I hope it's a good one. I hope that they're both able to perform regardless of who wins. I hope that they're able to perform. Um, I didn't like Cowboy Cerrone choosing now to say that or ever. And Ariel coming to his uh, co-worker's defense at ESPN slash Disney. Um, Carla Sparza, Michelle Watterson. I'm a huge Michelle Watterson fan. If you haven't seen her documentary, uh, Michelle Watterson's documentary, uh, on her mission to be, you know, the first mom... UFC champion thing. Uh, I really think that's an inspiring story. I really like Michelle Watterson, the karate hottie. She's cool. Uh, Greg Hardy, I'm looking forward to. I don't know if Greg Hardy will ever be a UFC champion. I just don't see it with the talent that is in front of him and him getting past the Stipe, uh, uh, Daniel Cormier, John Jones will one day make his way to heavyweight, and I don't see him beating him. Greg Hardy beating John Jones. Greg Hardy, a former football player, uh, a stint with the Dallas Cowboys, um, also with the Carolina Panthers. Um, He's looked good, man. He's looked good. Every single time he's fought, he's improved. So he's looked really good. Uh, based on time spent and uh, the fact that he, he just picked this up. Every time he fights, he shows improvement. Um, he started to show different things. He took a fight on short notice to save a card. Um, man, I, I'm cheering for Gary Hardy to go as far as he can. And I hope, I don't think he'll ever achieve USC championship status. But if you prove me wrong, man, I wouldn't be mad. Um, it's great to see what he's doing. Uh, it's, it's a shame. He probably should have left sooner now, right? But should have, would have, could have. Um, Another one to take note. I mean, this whole card, right? But another one to take note of. Calvin, uh, no, Francis Ngannou and uh, Yair Rosenstruck. Um, if Francis Ngannou wants to be thrown and thrust it to the main event championship level fights um, again, uh, he's got to get past Jair. Roland Strick's been on a tear himself, and he's got to get past him. Um, Henry Cejudo, Dominic Cruz. I can see Dominic Cruz winning that. Um, Henry Cejudo's tough. Uh, he's... He's been on a tear lately since he uh, beat Demetrius Johnson, um, Mario Marias. Uh, in the interview, in the uh, media press conference, he mentioned that uh, 
There wasn't a clear number one. Uh, he was looking at fighting um, uh, Jose Aldo, um, but that couldn't happen. Uh, Dominic Cruz was available for that. Uh, Dominic Cruz, known as the bantamweight, you know, greatest of all time, and Shahudo looking to take that crown away from him and retain his championship. Uh, Dominic Cruz, I can see him winning that. Uh, Henry Shahudo is going to be a tough fight. Um, Dominic Cruz has an awkward style to him. Uh, if you ever seen him fight or seen anyone fight where they're like uh, fighting one way and then they switch stance and move another way almost at the same time and are able to get off punches, that is Dominic Cruz, uh, one of the great minds of the game. Um, it was talked about uh, with Brendan Schaub where he, uh, Brendan Schaub podcast, uh, below the belt, shout out to Brendan Schaub, um, <coughs> where, um, um, there was a movie that was being filmed in Hollywood and, uh, they asked Brendan Schaub, right. Uh, to, to kind of oversee the fight scenes and provide how to like fight and punch a man or technique and stuff like that. And he was like, nah, I'm not your guy. I know who is. And he got them in contact with Dominic Cruz. Um, Brendan Schaub also has a, a show, a YouTube Show, I guess it's a YouTube show. Oh, that's where I see it. Um, called Food, Food Truck Diaries. And uh, Dominic Cruz was one of his most recent people. Uh, if interested, you guys should check that out. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, Food Truck Diaries on different people. Um, I really enjoyed the Dominic Cruz one. Uh, Brennan Schaub uh, talked about him as like the Tony Romo uh, broadcast booth type thing where Tony Romo's like the hottest thing in like football broadcasting right now. Uh, Dominic Cruz is at the level intellectually of being able to talk about what's going on and maybe before things happen sometimes as Tony Romo's known to do with plays and stuff like that. So uh, check that out. Um, let's see. Uh, predictions here. I have. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know how far this thing I want to go. Um, give me Ryan Spann, Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Spann versus Sam Alvey. Give me Bryce Spann. Bryce Mitchell versus uh, Charles Rosa. Give me Bryce Mitchell. Carlos Barzo versus Michelle Waterson. Give me Michelle Waterson. Uh, Fabricio Werdum versus Alexi Olenek. Give me uh, Werdum. Um, Vicente Luque, Nico Price. Uh... Give me Luke. Anthony Pettis, uh, Cowboy Cerrone. I think at this stage, <clears throat> this is probably the tough one to call because uh, Cowboy Cerrone up there in age. Anthony Pettis, uh, the victim of some tough losses to some very tough opponents. Um, it, it, you know, this fight really depends on what Anthony Pettis' plan is going forward. Uh, Sergio Pettis already been in Bellator and loves it there. Um We'll see what Anthony Pettis like. I, I my uh, usually Rob is here talking MMA with me, and one of the things we talked about was like it's possible he follows his brother. Um, so it it all depends on what he's looking to do. Um, Anthony Pettis, uh, I want to go. This will be more of an emotional pick, Anthony Pettis, because I hope he sticks around. I really like Anthony Pettis. I really root for him, and I hope he always does well. Um, and uh, Calvisoroni's comments as of late. Um, Greg Hardy, Jorgen DeCastro will be a tough one for him. 
Uh, I'm rooting for Greg Hardy to just go as far as he can and get as as good as he can. Um, yeah. Uh, Kevin Cutter, Jeremy Stevens. Uh, I hope Cutter wins this because it'll be a waste. It'll be a waste if Jeremy Stevens wins. Be- and I hope and I know the UFC is now cheering for Calvin, not Jeremy, because if Jeremy wins, well, he um he didn't um make weight. So uh, at this point, it's more beneficial for the guy that made weight to win. Uh, Francis Ngannou and uh, yeah, Rosenstruck. Uh, I hope. Um, I mean, in all these fights, I really have no dog in the fight. I just hope for good fights all the time. I'm not really cheering for one guy more than the other. Um, so, Francis Ngannou, I hope he wins. I'd like to see him in the main event picture at some point. And see what improvements he has. Uh, Henry Cejudo, Dominic Cruz. Uh, I I think Henry Cejudo's winning this. Um, <clears throat> would not be shocked if Dominic Cruz wins this. Um, but I think it will be, um, I think it will be, um, Henry Cejudo that pulls this through. Uh, he's just a tough fight for everybody. And we'll see what he does after that. Uh, he's always talked about like chasing Habib and stuff like that. Uh, that would be interesting to see. Um, I would have paid a hundred dollars to see that. Um, Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje. I'm going to go with Tony Ferguson. Um, I guess this is an, also an emotional pick. Um, not one where I'm taking other things in consideration. I just want Tony Ferguson to win because I want him to fight Habib. Um, and he's risking it by fighting a very difficult opponent in Justin Gaethje. Uh, Tony Ferguson, I feel, is a slightly better fighter. Um, he definitely has superior uh, jujitsu, and I think he'll win with that. Fourth round, third round, fourth round submission. Um, I can see this going decision as well, and I know a lot of people aren't seeing this going decision, but I can see this going decision. I hope Tony Ferguson wins this because I am invested in this for sure. Um. Yeah, as mentioned, one of three fight cards uh, in eight days. Um, it should be widely celebrated, man, that the fact that uh, UFC is putting on a live sporting event. The NFL um, NFL draft did not count. That is not a live sporting event. They just picked people that the rest of us don't know. So the rest of us attended a, um, a graduation where we know not a single person graduating is what the NFL draft is. Um, so I hope that it's good. I hope, uh, I hope the card delivers. I hope it gets all the praise it deserves. Um, we're all going to be home and Jack Ray Souls tested positive. They were to flag him and his cornermen and say, Hey, uh, you guys can't take part in this. And now they're going to quarantine them and monitor them. So I think the UFC is taking the right steps here. They're doing the right thing. If the fighters are healthy and willing to fight and you're taking the right precautions, why not? Hats off to the UFC, man. Very proud to be a UFC fan at the moment. Very proud of uh, UFC Dana White for keeping this thing going. Um, if there's one thing, as I mentioned, two things my family and I do. We watch pro wrestling. We watch MMA, and especially the UFC. And you're going to provide something um, that we can watch together. 
during this quarantine. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited about that. Um, I hope this is a benchmark for other leagues. Um, I know Bob Arum of boxing is like all like up in arms saying Dana White should be ashamed of himself and stuff like that. Go away. You and your dying sport. When all this is settled again, we'll send Conor McGregor back to save boxing again. Idiot. Um, this should be sweet. Um, I will be live broadcasting something tomorrow. I don't know what that is. I'll be live broadcasting something. Um, I think I'll be, let's see what, um, in between rounds or live feed of me talking about things. I don't know. Maybe Instagram, maybe YouTube, Twitch or something like that. Um, definitely have the whole day to plan things out and get together with my family and watch this. Um, that is all for today. Um, I am my, my throat is all but done. Um, and, um, definitely the most podcast I've done in one day. Um, very happy with being in, in that media press conference phone call, um, looking for feedback. Look, if a lot of you are listening to this, listening to any of this and you feel like calling in, talking, let me know, man. Uh, let's get, let's get together. Uh, let's plan some stuff out when all this COVID-19 coronavirus stuff is over with to meet in person. Um, watch some of these events together. Get around my round table here and, 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 and just shoot the shit about whatever, uh, whenever, um, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, check out Jimmy Podcast World. Check out my Twitter feed, uh, Jimmy Pod World. I will be uh, posting something. Uh, both podcasts are going out today. Uh, the uh, review on ESPN's The Last Dance, episodes five and six, uh, UFC 249 review. All will be posted tonight, but I will keep you guys posted on what it is that I am doing tomorrow um, and how we can enjoy UFC 249. We have live sports, baby. It's back. It is a UFC. This is Jimmy Podcast World. Signing off. Have a good night. Have a safe weekend. I'll see you back here soon. Give me sports. Give me tacos. Give me the world. The Jimmy Podcast World. Quick shout and special thanks to Adam Levine.